Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It is July 15th, uh, 2021. Uh, George may or may not jump into this podcast, but we have two awesome special guests. And one of them I just met like 10 seconds ago, and the other one I met, yes, two days ago, I think it was. And so yeah. um, uh, you guys go ahead and introduce yourself. It's sometimes easier that way. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, my name is Marshall and Frazier, and this is my wife, Rebecca Frazier. Hello. 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 So- <laughs> so, short introduction yeah short introduction it's fine uh, so um what do you guys do right now and then we'll kind of backtrack from there sure uh we are traveling ministers uh we're missionaries uh in the near future going back to costa rica we're missionaries right now we're just traveling and my whole family we all do music we sing we do drama we do almost anything um we don't do paintings yet that'd be interesting uh, but anyway, we just build a bunch of stuff. We just love on people, love churches, love pastors, and just have fun and just uh, just enjoy ministry. So that's what we do right now. Awesome. All right. So I'll just ask the question. It'll be for both of you and whoever wants to answer first kind of thing. We'll go that route. So good. Uh, who wants to go first on how were uh, how you raised kind of thing? Like what was your upbringing and all that stuff? So. Um, we were actually, can I answer for both of us? Or no, you. Answer for, you. for me. Yeah, you were raised. Okay. Um, I was raised, I was raised in a, in a hog farm. <laughs> really? No, I'm sorry to say that. Um, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, the youngest of three kids, only girl. And, um, and so I, my parents taught children's church my whole growing up. And so that's what I remember. Yeah. Um, and, and they did. Sunday school and lay ministry kind of stuff. But when I was in, um, when I was in college, my dad, um, got hired on by the church that I was attending that was two and a half hours away from them. And cool. he became their associate pastor. And then at 55, he went to Bible school. So I'm very blessed to have that. Cut that out. Restart again. She was raised. Her parents raised her at Charles Stanley's church in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. And she was raised Southern Baptist and uh, and served God, you know, as a young child. Her parents got spirit filled. They got older, and they did some wild stuff. Charles Charles Stanley's church, and it was absolutely. It was kind of funny. Uh, Charles Stanley invited her and the guy that married us in his office, and they were casting demons out of people there. Not Charles Stanley. No, dad. her dad. And so anyway, just her family got spirit filled later on in life, and. Um, <laughs> And she's been, you know, serving God. You know, people make mistakes in life, but she made a few mistakes. She missed me at one point, but got me back again. But anyway, and so, <laughs> anyway, anyway, but so, uh, so anyway, so that's that's what happened to her. So she wow, was, his his rendition was way more exciting than mine. Yeah, you should ask him. Well, you skipped everything. So, you start talking about your dad. So I love my dad. <laughs> I love my dad. Um, so uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, so uh, I feel like. Possibly we had the same upbringing where like you kind of stuck to the straight and narrow. Was that true? Like through high school and all that. And you just kind of done that. And because I mean, me and you and I don't, I don't know Marshall's whole story yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I know like a lot of people tend to go, well, my story doesn't really matter as much as so-and-so's cause I kind of just stayed on the narrow path. Is that kind of how it was? Well, but- I- you have a better story, I feel like. <laughs> um, I I was uh, I I did until I went to college. Yeah. And um and I kind of had about a year and a half that I was not very godly. Yeah. And um and <laughs> <laughs> let's clarify what not very godly means. I was I partied for about a year and a half, and yeah. then I realized this is not what I want. And I started out really good and then um, met the wrong kind of people and uh, got into the frat party scene and um, and drank a lot. That was that was probably the worst of it um, yeah. and that got deceived by some boys and stuff like that. But um, but other than that, I, I ran back to Jesus because I was unhappy. That's not what I wanted for my life at um, all. That makes sense. And when did you when did you ask Jesus to be in your, your heart and in your life and? 
all that stuff. Um, okay, so the, the cute little Sunday school version one is, yeah. um, and it really meant something to me that carried me until I was in college. Um, yeah. When I was four on a Wednesday night, um, my brothers asked me in the backseat of the car if I wanted to go to heaven when I died. And I, and I said to them, well, will you be there? And they said, yes. And I said, okay, I want to go. Yeah. But I would say I had a really, a, a real conversion uh, when I was 21, 22. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and ran back to Jesus. So. Yeah, for sure. That what's funny about that. You said like a Sunday school one. Uh, I had a, a similar, I felt like I asked Jesus in my heart probably earlier, but I was like nine or 10 and my older brother goes, you're going to hell. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, you're probably going to hell. And I go, no, I don't want to go to hell. And he goes, yeah. Well, good night. And rolls over and does that. And I go, and we're at my grandma's house. Who's like a born again believer, like stays up all night, reading her Bible, praying, uh, basically telling people how it is like, and she never held back. That's what I loved about her. She'd be like, well, the Bible says this. And so if you don't do that, that's going to really suck. <laughs> like that's really how she was. And so I went to her, I was like, grandma, grandma, Josh said I wasn't saved and I'm going to hell. And so she goes, well, let's make it right. Let's do it right now. And so me and her prayed in the kitchen that night. Um, it was super late, probably like midnight. And I was like, so I got saved then. And like, same, same thing, pretty much though. My little, my little jump off was in the seventh grade when I thought I was super cool and like, was like, I'm going to cuss and do all this stuff. And then God slapped me between seventh and eighth grade year and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I know it's stupid. And so it, it's like, some people are like, man, I have a really hard time stopping this, but that was like pretty instant. Cause God was like, what are you doing? And then it really helped me in high school to really let God shine through and be able to talk to people about Jesus. And so that's cool. Um, and then Marshall, same, same question. Yeah. Uh, my mom says I got to say that four years, five, I don't know, as a kid, a baby, uh, five <laughs> years old. Uh, she said, I, I, um, I uh, got baptized. I remember, I remember the river. I'll never forget the river. I never forget the house, the trailer park type of home and walked down into the, to the river and got baptized. She said, I came out speaking in tongues. It could have been the water was so cold. I was shivering. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> then, and then uh, fast forward 10 years old, I went forward to at a, at a convention, Willie George convention. Uh, oh, Willie convention. George. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. Went forward at one of his meetings and got the Holy Spirit. But, but no, my story. My, no, 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 go ahead. That happened to me too, actually, when I was 10. Willie George, same thing. Awesome. Um, Is that where you guys but, met the first time? No. No. Oh, okay. no. no. We can tell a story, man. That's a fun story. But anyway, and then so then um, at seventeen though, um, I went to, I went to another meeting. It was a big big convention, a big conference, you know, Christian whatever. I can't what to call my friend's blood friend, revival service, whatever it is. Yeah. And I left the I left the building, and I'm, I was like, like there was a change in me. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I knew who Jesus was. It was like, and I looked at my mom and dad. and said, "We're about to go." I was about 17 years old, and we're about to go to the Philippines as missionaries. I looked at mom and dad, and I said, do you know Jesus? And they looked at me like I'm weird or something. <laughs> I said, no, do you really know Jesus? I mean, it was like, it was unbelievable how, yeah. how it just made an impact in my life. That I didn't go forward and off the call, didn't raise my hand. I might have said a prayer when they had everyone say a prayer like they always do at the end of service. Everyone repeat after me. I don't yeah. know, but I, I remember leaving there. I just remember the impact it made in me. Yeah. And so all the other things were awesome and cool, but at 17, that made a change in my life. Yeah. And so, uh, and then I've, I've, um, uh, was involved in front August for a little bit, got off on that. And then I went to my youth pastor, said, Hey, what, how do I get this right? And he said, start confessing this verse every life. So it's, it's, uh, what sort of things are pure, holy, just, go to report, virtue, praise. I think on these things. And so I started saying that verse a lot Yeah. and got rid of all the stuff and, and this is back when magazines around. I had one magazine I found. Someone left it <laughs> in my house somewhere. And so I got burned a magazine, got rid of it, and what? never had issues. I've never had issues since. I yeah. just confessed that for like the next two or three years. And what what's and funny I, is you know, we. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Triple X Church. We yeah. we interviewed him, the main pastor of Triple yeah. X Church, and <laughs> and we're talking. And he goes. He said a similar thing. Like at the time, and George is uh, a little bit like I think he's like 14 years older than me or something like that. And so he's like, 
goes, yeah, at that time you didn't have the internet to look at that kind of st- thing. And he goes, and uh, the pastor from Triple X Church goes, yeah, I was out in the woods. And he goes, and he goes, it doesn't make any sense why you'd put paper product out in the woods, but that's where we found <laughs> this pornographic thing. And then George goes, why is it always in the woods? I don't get it. <laughs> he, I goes, don't know. he goes, that's where we found our stuff when we were kids too. It makes zero sense. And so, I don't know. Right. <laughs> this right. is one of those side things, but go ahead and continue. Yeah. No, that's awesome. No. And so that's, uh, that's, that's really it. And then, then I got, um, went to Bible school, traveled drama team, and then been in the ministry ever since. And so I'm just turned 50 this year. So I've been in the ministry about 30 years. So yeah, I'm old. <laughs> You're so, not old. You don't even look old. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so for you guys, um, you guys met where? Because I know that you said that's a good story. So let's hear it. <laughs> well, the, the backstory is kind of fun. When I was in Bible school in Cleveland, Tennessee, my wife drove through there with her dad one day. She was going to Lee University. I was in a small, like a hundred person Bible school. She's going to Lee University, in Cleveland, Tennessee. Yeah. As they drive to the school, her, the town. through the town. Her dad said, I need to take you to this school. And she goes, no, dad, I'm going to big school. And, uh, and that's where I was at the same time. I was there in my, in, uh, in my second year and she was in her first year of, um, of, uh, college. And, uh, and so that's kind of funny story. So she, we, we make a joke how she missed God, but, uh, and then fast forward five years later, um, I'm at, uh, I'm in Oklahoma's youth pastor, She's in Bible school now, graduated from Auburn University, now in Bible school in, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, she's going to a church with my parents. And my parents, uh, my dad, praise God for my dad, my dad actually asked her two or three times if he, she would marry me before she ever met me. <laughs> and, uh, and so then, and then we met and uh, I asked her to marry me. We went on a blind date. Blind date. Um, and then a month later, I asked her to marry me. Three months later, we got married. And, awesome. and then we got pregnant on our honeymoon, and we have eight kids. Right. Holy and cow, so, eight uh, kids. Yeah. Your RV so must the, be huge. Nah, it's a 55-passenger it's a bus that we travel in. Oh, yeah, it's a bus. I but forget. All the seats are out of it. It's an RV, the whole thing. It's lots of fun. But Did um, you guys do that yourself, too? Yeah. 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 We oh. took the whole thing apart. My whole family helped me out, and it was awesome. So Awesome. Cool. Do you guys have a house here in the States or is it you just traveling in that and then doing homeschool too? I, I mean, how old's your oldest and how old's your youngest? Okay, we'll start with the kids. Um, our oldest is 21 and she is a missionary with YWAM in Spain. Oh, YWAM. I like YWAM. Yes. <laughs> and, and our son just turned 20 today. And he's married, and he lives in Grapevine, and he works for Kingdom Global Ministries. He's their media coordinator. Cool. And then the other six kids. And so. And then we have six at home, um, 18, um, 16, 12, almost 11, 9, and 7. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, um, go ahead. And so, do they travel with you guys? The, the younger the ones, I should say. The six younger. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, okay, cool. Right. So how how is that? And, like, I mean, because I guarantee, like, <laughs> there's lots of questions with that. Like, how do you guys get away and stuff like that? And like, um, like, and how, like, do you guys do school with them and all that stuff? Like, how do you, how do you manage all that? Because I think that'd be pretty crazy. Hey, I'm driving the bus right now get off me i'm driving the bus we're going to our next spot like how does that work our kids are really good travelers we've um we lived far away from family most of our marriage and so they're used to long distance travel and so that's not an issue for us at all um when we park somewhere our goal is to not be on the bus the bus is for sleeping and driving yeah um and so we say get out go play um, unless it's raining, go swim, go do something. Don't you're not sitting here. Um, and so they get along for the most part. They're they're always together. And so um, what did they say? Um, they we were laughing about something with Abby and Caleb outside, and and one of our kids said, "Oh, I said if they aren't going to listen to you, or if you're having them, they're too loud while we're doing this podcast, then just put them to work, make them clean a bathroom." Peggy goes. Okay, he said, but then we might sing, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. 
our our kids are are pretty good. One of the things kids are normal. One thing no, we have learned they're not, yeah. they're not perfect. We're not perfect either. One thing we've learned though is the more time we spend reading the word or spending time in God's presence, worship, it changes the kids. It makes them act differently. Yeah. When we when we get so busy, our life is so busy that we don't spend time with the Father, all of a sudden the flesh comes out. Yeah. And flesh thinks, all of our flesh thinks, all of us have issues. Yeah. But that's the one thing that I have seen a lot more. When And so the worship time we spend with our family, we're trying to do it every day, is we just get away with God and we have fun with it. We All the kids play instruments, so they're beating on something or just playing around. And so we make it fun. And then we end up getting serious at the end. And our kids, all of our kids get stuff from God. They have words from God. They get dreams and visions from God. The whole family does. That's awesome. But not only comes from spending time with them, but also... We read God's Word a lot, and so we actually went through the Bible, the whole family, my six-year-old all the way up to me, 90 days. He said, we took 90 days, went through the whole Bible, 90 days, oh, and wow. everyone did it, yeah. and so you just have fun with it, and so they all knew they had to read it, and they all read it every day, and it takes about two hours for the kids to read it. It takes them about 45 minutes to an hour to read uh, 90 days worth of, you know, however that well, works out. it was usually about 12 to 18 chapters, somewhere in there, and right. so... Um, and then we talk about it or something that stood out to us or God showed me this or whatever. And our kids, any kid, if, if they get, if they start doing that, we, my husband said, what is this that people think their kids can't sit still and, and talk about something or listen? They can if you make it interesting. If you really? make it. We went, we went through, we took the whole family through revelations. It took us two or three months. We went through a chapter a day, but sometimes chapters took longer. And um, and our kids would sit there for an hour to three hours and listen and talk about it. And ask I'm, questions. I'm talking like six year olds. So they go, "Oh, what's that? How's that happen?" And yeah. so so it God's word is awesome and exciting. Well, no, yeah. I wouldn't encourage everyone to read Leviticus. That'd be kind of boring. But. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I was like, that would be probably the hardest like little right. slot there of Leviticus. Yeah. It's like. Bill begot Bob, Bob begot yeah. Sarah, Sarah begot someone. Yeah, yeah, forget those, yeah. <laughs> but our our kids are, um, they're not antisocial. They love people. Yeah. Um, they talk to adults. They look you in the eye when they talk to you. and and uh, But yet they can talk to and rapport with kids their own age. Yeah, so. that's awesome. And so you mentioned when in our Bible study, Marshall, that you guys did like a fast slash worship slash Bible reading right. uh, thing for 24 hours. Right. So anybody who's never done that before, including me and probably George, um, like it sounds impossible, but let's right. hear like how you did that. Because I'm like, when I think of that, I'm like, I have a two year old. He are almost two. And I'm like, he'd be a buck wild the whole time. <laughs> but I think, you guys must have some sort of good plan of how you approach this situation. Well, it's, I'm well not 50. situation. This awesome. Thing. Right. I'm 50. How old are you? 30 I'm something? 33. Okay. 33. Okay. I'm 50. So I've been doing this for many years. Yeah. And so the, the experience of learning from mistakes and failures, you get better at it. Right. Yeah. And so, and I've, so I've learned a whole lot more. And as a matter of fact, when I was in Colorado years ago, someone challenged me on that because I used to be the guy Ten years ago, I'd be the guy, okay, we're going to worship God. Everyone sit down and shut up and listen, and, and you better enjoy it. And I, I, was, a, I, was, yeah, I was not very nice. And uh, one of my mentors said, uh, buddy, you better relax. Or you're going to drive your kids away from Jesus. And I said, okay. So I changed that. I changed that night. Went home that night. Okay, we're going to have fun. So everyone jump around and worship God. You know, all the goofy songs. And so so I've made it a whole lot more fun. Yeah. And my daughter, Karina, actually taught me a little more as that as she got older because she went with YWAM. Yeah. And tell them more about different things, how to do it. And so uh, and so you learn from the people and get better. So the way we did it is we started a Saturday night at 6 p.m. And just 24 hours, no food, no water. My whole family did it. My uh, my six, I won't do it to my six and eight-year-old again because um, it was kind of funny. They were kind of zoned out that last two hours. They were like, oh, my God, I need some water or something. <laughs> and it was only, it was only, we only went like 23 hours and like that. We did actually go 24 hours because my kids were... I don't want them dying on me, but, um, uh, and so I won't do that again to my little kids. Um, you know, but they were okay. They're, they're good today. But so what we do is, is you start at six o'clock that night and I slept for half the night. They slept, you know, so eight hours of their sleeping. So, you know, it's not a, it's not not a major too deal. hard for them. Yeah. 
No, no. So we started at 6 o'clock on Saturday night, and I was up till 3 a.m. with some of my kids. Some of the people went to sleep. Some stayed awake. I didn't make anyone stay awake. They wanted to, but I stayed awake till 3 a.m. And you sang some songs, and you just you sing some fun songs with the kids, then you read the Bible, and then you, you, you uh, pray for everybody, and you, you read the Bible again, sing some more songs, have some fun. The next one got up, I think, at 8 or 9. It's another time, another hour of just worship. And again, it's fun worship. It's not, it's not just singing, Hallelujah. You know, just for an yeah. hour. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we sang fun songs. So the kids are enjoying it. And, and then and actually, we had church that morning. We're in Costa Rica doing this. We're watching. Yep. Uh oh, I think you guys may have cut out. It is reconnecting, so hopefully we can hear them in a second. If anybody's watching, um, it says reconnecting. Let's see. We're good on our end. They just might have lost it for a second. Yep, so we will call them back and get back onto the podcast in a second. So, uh, we, you're saying that you you were in Costa Rica and that's where it cut off. Right. We're in Costa Rica. And so it was a little easier. So we had worship time, uh, in the morning and then we did a, um, we had church service, watched online from 10 to noon. And then after that, we came back with some more worship and then some work prayer time. And we had, we actually had, we don't pull these out again. We have eight sheets of paper we made that represent what we're looking for in our ministry or believing God for. So we're believing God for all this stuff. We're believing God for the land we want to give, believing God for, for our family and all the kind of stuff we're praying for. Yeah. So we pray over that. So everybody took time praying over that, and then we came back to worship some more, and we prayed for, we lay hands on, pray for each other, God, I bless my wife. We, we all prayed for another. And so it, it just it makes it take more time up. Yeah. And so and we did it before. We did ten hours back in uh, back uh, May, 2019. in twenty nineteen, and our little kids came running down, went upstairs. They weren't they're watching the movie. They didn't pay attention a lot, and so we're not we, super strict. Yeah, you know, we didn't we yeah. didn't make it like overbearing. Like you've got to do this. And if they wanted to be a part of it, we wanted them to. If they didn't want to, we were like, okay, can one of us, one of the bigger ones, one up or or myself, we go make them a snack or whatever. It was not super strict on them at all. Yeah. You know. It was more for me and her and the older kids than everybody. Yeah. And so that's where, he, that's where he, like, your two-year-old, I wouldn't make him do anything. Except yeah. be a you part know? of the, not but make just, him be a part of the worship, but just have worship and yeah. have it be something that they want to do. Yeah, but he, like, he'd just jump around, which would be cute. And so, that's okay. Because yeah. <laughs> we, we get so spiritual sometimes, we miss the fun side of God. Yeah, for and sure. And so there is a deep side there is a seriousness side of god and that is true but it's also a fun side of god and with two-year-olds or any age god wants to have fun with them yeah you know and you know when they get about they get older they can handle it and then you get more serious and you learn how to just just you know so it's it's really easy to do yeah. i would encourage people just for the first time take 15 20 minutes get your kids out and just take play some fun songs and make yeah. it go longer and longer until you know That'd be awesome. That makes sense. And then, yeah, it, like with that, with that, you guys said you're praying over your family and all that stuff. And then something happened the next day, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaylee got bit by a scorpion, um, yeah. and uh, she got stung by a scorpion. I keep saying bit, and she keeps correcting me, but <laughs> she got stung by a scorpion. And I'm, it was four o'clock in the morning. I'm sound sitting in my bed. She comes around there and she goes, "Dad, Dad, there's, there's." She can't talk. She's about to bust out crying because she got stung. Scorpion stings hurt like heck. Yeah. And she's she's about to cry. And CJ, she's eighteen. She's eighteen. And Jesse yells when across out, "That's a scorpion in the bed!" And she goes, "A scorpion in the bed." So I went in there with a with a metal spoon in a bucket and killed it and took a picture <laughs> of it just so we have record of it. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm a I'm an honorary dad. Yeah. And then uh, then we threw it outside. And they came in and said, and so CJ Jesse said. um, we have to, we can't go by sleep. Can we worship and pray? I said, sure. And so they came back in the room and, and I prayed for Taylor's hand because it was starting to hurt. I prayed for her hand. The pain instantly went away. Well, 10 minutes later, it came back again. Well, I didn't know it came back. We're just worshiping God now as a family. Pull the guitar out. We're just singing songs, worshiping God because no one goes to sleep now. We don't want to end the scorpion in our bed. 
and yeah. worshiping God. And um, and uh, Kaylee said the pain came back in, and she started praying in the spirit again. And uh, she prayed in the spirit for the next hour while worshiping God. She's praying in tongues, and the pain finally left, and there's no pain, no swelling, no nothing. And That's awesome. All the neighbors, everyone there's freaking out. Didn't she have chest pain, the arm pain, the whole the whole thing that goes with scorpion bite? I said no, no, because God did a miracle. Yeah, and uh, and it was kind of cool to see that. And then at the same time, I said, I don't know if I told you that night. The same time, God showed me His character of how much He loves the world through through His eyes for about ten seconds. I mean, I like all of a sudden I saw the love of God, and so that's the compassion yeah. of God, and that's what G- drove Jesus is the compassion of God, yeah. and that is what that is why it's vital that people spend more time with the father so the compassion comes out of us. Cause, and then a friend of mine, a friend of mine lost his daughter in, uh, in Florida. His daughter, it was in a uh, car accident. She died. Well, oh, wow. typically in the, I'm a guy at uh, that same week in typically this, this happened on Tuesday and his daughter died on Saturday or Friday. Um, yeah. so Sunday we spent time in worship and prayer Tuesdays when the snake, when the scorpion bite, and that's when I saw God's character. And on Friday or Saturday, uh, he lost his daughter. And typically, I'm a guy, right? Yeah. Our our compassion level is not very high as guys. No. And uh, <laughs> and I'm not. This this is a friend of ours, but more of an acquaintance than a friend. Like we know him, we talk to him a lot, we love him, he loves us, but we don't hang out with him a lot because we're not we're not from the same town he is, right? Yeah. And so I heard about it. Oh, that's sad. You know, oh, I'll pray for him, like, yeah, whatever, I'll pray for him. But all of a sudden, God showed me how much he hurt for this dad. Yeah. And it hit me hard. I'm like, holy cow. God does, God never wants anyone to die. He's not happy about it. That's yeah. not the point of it. But the point of it was he showed me how much he hurt for the mom and dad, how much he loves them. And he's crying because they're crying because he loves them. He hates the lost their daughter. And I was overwhelmed. I was like, oh, my gosh, that. So that was cool to see that because that's yeah. not me at all. In yeah. the past, I'd have been like, God bless them. See you next time. Yeah. You know? And so, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. But having God's character come out of you yeah. is a whole lot better because that, that changes you. So it's it made me different over the last six months or so. And he was able to share that with them. Right. I, I told him. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And yeah. something that I thought of that I forgot to ask is you – came from the Baptist background and so did your parents and they spoke in tongues. That's I was like, wait a minute, hold the brakes. That's like that's not typical Baptist normally. Um, no, they they got spirit filled um, yeah. at um at a believer Kenneth Copeland Believers Convention when I was like four. Yeah. Or around there. Uh, I don't think it was at that, it was after um singly, like individually my dad was driving home from work and my mom was like, I don't want that. That scares the heck out of me. And, um, but then later on, um, she did. And so, um, so I was raised around that. Um, yeah. but we, we left the Baptist church when I was about eight, kind of got the left of the fellowship because too many people were getting healed and set free. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you guys have had probably a plethora of experiences on the road and, in, in uh, Costa Rica, um, so what are, like, if somebody was like, Hey, I want to do missions, uh, what it, would your advice be? And then like some good stories and then maybe a couple that you're like, that was <laughs> risque in the moment. And then before I forget it is, did you say you were in the military marshal also? No. Oh, okay. No. I was like, wait, when did that happen? <laughs> so, okay. You're good. <laughs> right. So. I, I would say this. I would say the warning is this. Uh, start with the warning first, then go to the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, the warning is is to make sure that you hear from God's voice, not anybody else. Yeah. And and make sure that that you verify it and pray about it before you do it. And yeah. wait. Because um, God will give you dream and vision. And sometimes it is right now. And sometimes it's waiting on his leading. On his timing, and and so you've got to make sure that you do that because I think that's one of the mistakes that I've made. Here's a here's a hole in it. I don't want those directions. You're but good. I'll you can quick, go a different direction. It's okay, fine. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick little story. Is one thing a guy named Mark uh, Younger, is that right? 
He does a marriage conference, which laugh your way to better marriage is awesome. Yeah. One of the things he teaches is your motivation. It's and same thing as the uh, Brent Green the other day. What was the, what's the the bear, the lion, the lamb, whatever? What's the what's the otter, the, the otter golden retriever, whatever it is? You know, talk the, the disc stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so temperaments, and so yeah, your motivation drives you to do stuff. And my motivation, what drives me is I'm fun. Is that the otter? Is that the otter is? I don't know which one. It's just fun. Everything about me is fun. I'm going to have fun no matter what I do. Yeah. But like, I, like my son said, that if she asked them to clean the toilets, they'd probably sink. Because yeah. everything is fun. We've yeah, got our we kids. Just, you're just going to have fun or whatever fun. you do. Yeah. And so, and that, there's, that's good. But the bad side of that, if you're driven by your motivation, yeah. then you make mistakes. And so my whole life, all of all a lot of stuff I've done was what looks fun to me. Does that look like fun? Let's go do it. Look like fun, let's go do it. And so here's a quick story about that. God's given us a dream and vision, and that's a whole other story. Maybe we do a podcast in the sixth month or sometime later. Whole other story about God's given dreams and visions, all stuff he's given us. Hey, so we if, know if what you God's... if you want to jump into it, I I have nowhere to be. So I know okay. you guys okay. might have a place to be, but I really no. don't. So okay. George might no, still fine. show up. 30 minutes later. So, yeah. That's fine. We can, we can come back to dreams and visions in a minute here. Yeah. But, uh, so God gives dreams and visions. And, uh, and, but my, my motivation drives me is what is fun. I'm an otter. Whatever's fun, I'm going to go do it. Just going to play around and have fun. Well, we were in Colorado just, uh, 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 three, three weeks ago and went to the rodeo. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching the rodeo, and it looks like so much fun because I love rodeos. They're riding horses, yeah. they're riding broncs. And all of a sudden, I go, this looks like so much fun. I'm going to quit everything. I'm going to join the rodeo. And I start <laughs> laughing at myself. Oh, my God, what's wrong with you? I'm laughing. But that's, that's, you can't be driven by your motivation. Yeah. And that's what many people are driven by, by their motivation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for and sure. So, so what I would encourage people to do is make sure, what's that? I was going to say my motivation is not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just not fun. Not at all. Not at all. But it's not encouraging people. Make sure you're driven by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because in, in John 16, the Holy Spirit says he's going to do three things for us. Number one, he's going to guide us. Number two, he's going to talk to us. Number three, he's going to show us things in the future. Yeah. Those three things, the Holy Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit's going to do that. Yeah. So I would encourage people, go after God, seek God. Holy Spirit will guide you. He will talk to you. He'll show you things in the future. Things in the future means in the future. Doesn't yeah. mean it's right now. And so <laughs> yeah. we, that's the thing. If God will give dream and vision, it doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. You have to keep seeking. Okay, God, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And if he didn't tell you when, you keep waiting. And so that's some of the mistakes that I've made over the years is, yeah. is God will give me a vision. I'll go, let's go do it now because it looks like fun. Let's go try it. Yep. And God's saying, "Hey, I didn't tell you now." And so, um, <laughs> yep. so that that would that would be the that be the um, the what the word is, but the that'd be, that would, the warning I yep. would give people because even even Smith Wilkinson said that he saw people say, "God told me go do this," and they come back with tail between the legs so it didn't work out. And so that's the biggest thing. God will always give people dreams and visions, but they need to back it up and say, "God, when is that?" Because God told David to be king years before he was king. Yeah, and even when he had the opportunity to to hurt Saul, he goes, "We're not touching God's anointed. No, stay away. When it's God's timing, it's God's timing. I'm not going to make God's timing. He makes His own timing." Yeah, and so that's the biggest warning. Is I've heard men do the do the fasting, do the praying, do the worship, go to church, read your Bible, all that stuff. God starts telling you stuff, but then when He gives you a dream, wait on it. Okay, yeah. God. I'm going to wait for you to open the right door. Otherwise, you get ahead of him. And then, and then I talked to Caleb about this the other day. Uh, someone else did the same thing about then you have an Ishmael and you have a 3,000 year old battle because you made a mistake and you hurt yeah. lots of people. So be very careful about that. And so that's the warning. Okay, not the fun stuff. Okay. And so what, what's the fun story? What's something, what's something that you or, can. Or maybe something crazy that you're like most people. Because we, when we had our Bible study, uh, something I won't mention his name who said it, but like, uh, he was talking about like the leg coming out and we're talking about Todd white and, uh, and they're like, and so something you also said was about Kenneth Copeland and there's a lot of people right now who are hating on him 
and maybe he said some things and maybe he swayed and going the wrong way. But uh, for some things, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to Kenneth Copeland, to be honest. Right. Um, right. Well, no. I mean, this was in, <laughs> okay, sorry. And, What's your question? Then? And so with that, I think, I, I mean, you guys have been around probably the United States a couple times. And so you will see people who miss things. Like people talk about Elevation Church. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. Like Stephen Furtick. And they're yeah. like, what the heck? And I'm like, but then I met someone that was on the podcast who's like, I got saved from Elevation Church. And then somebody else, uh, a girl that was uh, a week away from uh, transitioning into a male that was on the podcast, and she went to Hillsong Church thinking it was a Pride Fest. She was like, oh, this is Pride Fest. I'm going in. And went in and goes, oh, no, I'm in church. And then sat through it. And then she sat through church, and then a little bit later was like, she really heard God go like, Hey, I want you to go back a couple more times. So she canceled her appointment to, to de or to trans transition to new mail and then goes back and got saved at Hillsong church. And there's like, and I, I think I just want to warn people that there is good that comes out of these places. And yes, right. there are things that theology and all that stuff that might be off in some spots or they made mistakes in wording or whatever right. that God will, God will handle that part. But there are literally right. people getting saved at these churches that they would not enter a door of somebody who was right. reading from a hymn book. So right. I just always want to warn people about that. <laughs> right. Well, I think that, you know, the old, the old timey saying of you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. You can take, you can find good in I mean, find what does line up with the word and yeah. take that and grow from that um, because because there's so much that that we both grew up in yeah. that we said, okay, this we want to carry on in our life and this we want to leave um, yeah. because we both were raised around Kenneth Copeland and stuff like that. Yeah. But, we, um, but there's things we can gain from lots of worldwide ministries that people have their say-so of what's negative. Yeah. I, I grew up in uh, more Kenneth Hagen. That was my, 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 my Raymond. Yeah. I went to Raymond too. So, yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but no. so some of the cool things kind of, or I don't know if you want to say cool, but the miracles that you guys have seen that yeah. maybe people yeah, go, there's no way. And maybe you can kind of close yeah. that gap and, well, Obviously, there's fakers, but there's you guys are the real deal. So right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a cool. This is a cool story, and we can verify it. So if anybody has any questions, look us up on waymission.com. Contact me, and we can verify the story. This is a cool story, and we'll put it's a link son. in the podcast so you, they can you come can, to you, you guys. <laughs> my my son, my eight year old boy, uh, his name is Kason. We went to a Rodney Howard Brown meeting two years, three years ago. He got fired up about God. He was like. Man, he was praying to God's real. He's awesome. He's, he's, I'm, I'm not kidding. He came home, and a month after being home, Rebecca wasn't feeling good. He walked over and said, Devil, got my mom be healed. Just me, Rebecca was instantly healed. Okay, wow. and that's the cool story. So, <laughs> that's so cool. fast forward a year and a half later, we're at a friend's house. A year later, we're at a friend's house in Knoxville, Craig. And again, I'm not going to say Craig's last name, but if you, if somebody wants to verify it, call me and I'll see it. I'll give you Craig's number. And that <laughs> but, um, I don't get, you know, I'm going to tell that thing. But anyway, and so Craig, uh, Craig said, um, I, I, I made a comment. I just followed his first time I comment. I said, Hey, listen, if, uh, if someone's sick tonight, have my son case and pray for them. We had like a house church setting. House church meeting. Yeah. So that's house church meeting. Had lots of fun and blah, blah, blah. There's a new guy there that was used to some stuff going on there. Uh, yeah. He was, you know, he wasn't used to God moving that kind of stuff. He kind of sat there. Some words of prophecy were coming out. It was kind of cool. And he was a little nervous and scared about it. When we got done, my son Case was at the kitchen table getting some, getting some food, getting some dessert, cake. and get cake. And Craig goes, Craig goes, "Hey, is where's your, uh, where's where's Case?" And he's over getting cake. And he goes, "Case, come pray for my new friend." And Case was like, "I want cake. <laughs> I'm going to pray for somebody." And I said, I said, put the cake down. You're going to pray for the guy. He goes yeah. over and takes him. The cool thing about a child's faith is they don't they don't have to impress anybody. Yeah. They don't have to make it look good. Matter of fact, he wants dessert. 
but he doesn't care. They walk <laughs> yeah. over there, he lays hands on the guy, and he goes, Jesus, Jesus, same devil, go off this guy, Jesus, heal him, be healed, Jesus, same. And then he backs up, and I and my my teaching from Ken Hagen and Ken Copeland and Jesus yeah. is make him do something. Yeah. So we you pray for him, tell him to bend over. And yeah. so Kaysen, I told I crossed the room. I said, Kaysen, tell him to bend over. He goes, okay, okay, bend over. <laughs> and the guy, the guy bent over to the ground, stood up with a shocked look on his face, twisted around to just a minute, went to the back room, did some somersaults. He came out going, I am healed. And he's still healed <laughs> to this day. And that was a year ago. That's awesome. And so he's still healed. And my son back in dessert. And so that was a fun thing. And so you cannot, you cannot fake that. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I can tell you stories you won't believe, maybe, but that story is real and alive and done by an eight-year-old boy. Yeah, and so, so I feel like you guys are probably in Costa Rica specifically because it's not the United States. Uh, we talked about this in the Bible study, but demons are very covert and very, very hidden, and maybe, um, uh, well, for lack of better terms identified as a mental illness or something right more than right. anything else instead of calling it what it is in like other countries it's more apparent and something ray talked about was like there's a video online of some like african-american lady like doing flips on a broom and he sent right. it to us and it's crazy and i'm like oh man and like something i forgot to talk about is i I have a really good friend that me and him went to Bible college at Rama uh, for the two years. We played soccer together. We did all sorts of stuff together. And he writes music, and so uh, we've had his music on and stuff. And so uh, he told us a story in Africa. He's like, witches really fly on brooms. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And he, I was like, is that not just like Looney Tunes kind of thing? He goes, no, they really do. And I was like, And so he goes, there's a story. Uh, me and my, he, him and his dad were at some place in like Uganda and, uh, there's a lady flying butt naked, like in the air on a broom. But what she didn't know is she was flying over a Christian's house. And when she did, she just crashed and flipped and rolled and they were like, what the heck just happened? And she was like looking around, like what? nobody saw that. And they're like, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you okay? And like, she goes, what just happened? And like you crashed, I guess you're flying on that broom. We saw, we were blown away cause we see you flying on a broom and she goes, I feel different. What happened? And, and then the guy comes running from the house cause he was praying at the time. And like at the same, and he goes in Jesus name, that demon get out of you. And like it left and he, and like, she got totally like re re like, what happened and then got saved. And so like her, wow. her scales fell off her eyes and everything. And so there's a wow. lot of people who are like, that's not, that can't happen. And I believe it probably does happen in the United States. It just is never, not very frequently seen or very incognito kind of thing. Right. It, it happens out there. Like we, like we said the other night, it's just that we don't see it enough. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't see it enough just because we don't, we don't believe it. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of Christians are scared of it. Yeah. But we do not have to be scared of the devil, but because they use that story in the New Testament when, uh, when the seven sons of Stephen went casting by that guy and, and they said, in the name of Paul, in the name of Jesus come out of him. And the, and the demon says, I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who the heck are you and beat the crap out of them? Yeah. And so, uh, can I say crap on your show? Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) We've had some people cuss, and I'm like, if you do it again, we're going explicit. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it's a new, it's a new, uh, it's a new reading for you. (laughs) Anyway, um, the crap is fine. Yeah, good. Well, the issue there is, is if we spend time with the Father and spend time with His Word. And we know our authority. We don't be scared of anything. Yeah. And so that's what again I would encourage people. I, I told I told the guy the other night that I don't want to say his name. I don't, I don't know how much I can say his name. But yeah. I told him that walk in that. Yeah. You've seen that. Don't be you don't don't be nervous. He, I don't think he's nervous or scared. I think he just doesn't know what to do necessarily. Yeah. So and, and just so go do it. Yeah. And so in Costa Rica, do you see that a lot more? And what? 
what have you seen and what have you kind of dealt with that was probably like where people would be like, no way kind of thing, but it happened. <laughs> right. Well, in, in Costa Rica, like I, like I said earlier, the warning is, is not to go somewhere too fast. Yeah. And we were supposed to go down there, and we had a great time down there, and we really spent a whole lot of time in worship and prayers, time with God. But we didn't got to minister a whole lot. Um, that wasn't our time down there right now. Uh, we did minister a little bit. There was one blind lady that came to our house, and we prayed for her, and we saw a miracle happen in her life. And so we did see a little bit down there, but we didn't— um, we didn't go around and do a whole lot of ministry. It was more of just trying to focus on on hearing God's voice and doing exactly what He wants to do and, and learning. And so we did talk to people. Yeah, we met a whole lot of people. We prayed for people. And You're in a real, real rural area. Extremely rural area. Is there yeah. we're going to be in? And, right. and taking our kids down there was more so to get them comfortable with going back. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it was. Um, it was more about them being around the people, around the culture, around the um, language, and, um, do and they we met lots of. Do they speak, they speak Spanish, Spanish there? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, do and you both know did, Spanish? Uh, some. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. More poquito español. We'll have a little more poquito um, But we're we're getting there, and we by the time we left in three months, we we're able to talk a whole lot more and interact with people, and so you learn. Yeah. And so. And it's kind of like you're surveying the land, basically. Right, exactly. Which is cool. Exactly. And so I guess in, then I guess we go back to the United States. <laughs> and so what have you, like, have you dealt with demons? And I'm sorry, there's a big train coming by because I live in the country also. But you right. guys can talk. I'm going to mute for a second. So That's a, that's a loud train. I can hear it over my thing. Yeah, it's so, loud. But anyway, um, well, we... Um, we, uh, let's back up here. I've, I've been in ministry my whole life. I've been following God my whole life, serving God. And, uh, and the young see the train's going slow out behind you. Tell them to go speed up a little bit, will you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, and so we, um, uh, we started, uh, so I've been, I've been serving God my whole life. been seeking God my whole life. I went to Larry Lee. Larry Lee came to convention years ago. I'm talking 40 years ago. And told us we should spend an hour a day with God. So I started doing that when I was 15 years old. So I spent an hour a day with God. Done that my whole life. Well, fast forward to three years ago. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I that, thought I, I thought I muted it. <laughs> I didn't mute it. <laughs> I know it it's was funny. Like, I thought I think I didn't know what happened. Anyway, so fast forward to uh, three years ago, um, I started um, uh, started spending more time with God. Started seeing a whole lot more. Spent two or three, six hours a day just worshiping God. Yeah. Spend time in His Word. Spend time meditating on His Word a whole lot more. A whole lot more just seeking God. And God started giving us dreams and visions. I'm not talking about night. We want dreams and visions. I'm sitting going, what's going on here? What's this dream in? And yeah. so it was uh, the first dream I had was about um, uh, what I didn't know what it was, but now I know more of what it was. It was setting up worship and watching the church explode. And I thought I thought it was my church, but I was in the back of the building watching it take place. Yeah. And so I've had friends confirm that. And right now, my kids lead worship. I'm in the back watching them lead worship in most services. Yeah. And so I'm not leading worship with them. And so there's things like that that I see taking place where God has given me dreams and visions. Um, he's showing me stuff. Um, and then... Um, and we just keep just keep going forward, just keep following God, serving God. And so one of the great things is is um, uh, in this whole process, getting dreams, getting visions, telling us stuff. Last, two years ago in July from today, mm -hmm. uh, tell this story. This is what happened in July one night. Um, so I'm laying there asleep, and uh, I, I was on my back. And all of a sudden, on my, on my right arm, I felt this bam, bam, bam with a fist. On yeah. my right arm, and I was like, "What?" And, and I, I don't, I don't hit my wife. And yeah. the next morning, there were no bruises. Just clarify that. <laughs> and I looked, I looked over, and Marshall's like, had been asleep on his stomach, and he's propped up on on his chest with his arms out front, and his eyes are closed, but he's kind of looking my way with his face, and he goes, "Costa Rica, it's Costa Rica," and I said. What? Honestly, like this. What? We're moving to Costa Rica? And he goes, yep, Costa Rica. I said, okay. 
And he laid back down. He never opened his eyes, didn't say another word to me about it. And I just kind of laid there and went, okay. Um, and I went back to sleep. I mean, there was, he didn't say anything else. And so uh, in the morning, I woke up and he still didn't say anything to me. And I said, I was waiting for a little bit. I said, um, you know, you did something really weird last night. He said, what? And I said, this was about 10 o'clock. I said, well, I told him the story of what he did. He goes, I don't remember that at all. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I knew it happened. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> so for a month, we talked to a friend of ours who lives down there. He was my youth pastor when I was 15, 16 years old. He lives down there in Panama now. We contacted him, and for a month, we talked about it. Going to Costa Rica, we know what's going to happen, checking it out, and nothing happened, like absolutely nothing. So we dropped it. I thought maybe it's bad pizza. Who knows? <laughs> I let it go. Didn't worry about it. And then, and then, um, and then we we uh, didn't tell anyone about it. Just me and her and our friend in, in uh, Panama. And then fast forward to October. My son has a job down at Naples at an airport. Yeah, he's landing planes down there, and he's met Oprah Winfrey and John Travolta, and hope because he's meet all these fancy Darth Brooks, Brooks all these cool people. Landing private planes. Private planes. Yeah. And uh, he said one day, he goes, God, why am I here? Why do I, why am I, why am I here? And I don't care about aviation. How did, I mean, you gave me this job, but I don't have a clue why. And, uh, and all of a sudden he had an open vision of him owning or running a runway strip in a third world country. And he goes, and it's surrounded by mountains. And he called and told me that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I thought about Costa Rica, but I let it go because, yeah. you know, maybe his vision, not my vision. I didn't tell him anything, let it go. Yeah. Well, fast forward to December. And it started getting serious now. Okay, is this really? Because people, we we had, this is this is a big thing to me, is there are real prophets out there. Yeah. People that really hear from God. But you gotta you got to find them, because not very many of them. Uh, there's a lot of people that can prophesy. Or let God bring them to you. Let God bring them to you. Yeah. Because I, I went to Norwood Hayes Bible School, and a lot of fake people came through there. Normal wasn't fake at all, but other uh, people, it was, it was all hogwash. It was we, all goofy stuff. At Rayma, we would uh, call those guys, they're flakier than Frosted Flakes. And so, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and so it drove me away from that. I got away from it for years. So for the last couple of years, I came through again. And <laughs> you know what it's like, right? It's yeah. crazy. And so this lady we met is awesome woman of God. She hears from God. And so she kept, she didn't. She never told us at first, but she confirmed stuff God was telling us. It was kind of cool. we were hearing in prayer, right. she was confirming, and we were like, no way, no one does this. And it was just up right. to you. Yeah. So we, we're hearing this from this lady, and then in December, I said, okay, this is getting serious. This is getting too serious for me just to ignore it. And so I called my son up. I said, hey, uh, he's got a girlfriend. This is two years ago. He's got a girlfriend. And I called him up. I said, hey, listen, um, tell me what you saw. Write, draw me a picture of what you saw. Because I, I looked up, is there land for sale in Costa Rica with a runway strip? Because yeah. he had a vision of a runway strip, and there was one, but it had um, it had an ocean on one side and land on the other, mountain on the other side. And so I texted him, Carson, tell me what you saw. He didn't respond for two days. So then <laughs> I called him. I said, Carson, what did you see again? He goes, Dad, I saw this runway strip, one side mountain, the other side of an uh, ocean or a pond or a lake or something like that. So I sent him the picture of what I found online for sale. He goes, Dad, that's what I saw in my vision. <laughs> so it all lined up. It's kind of cool. And uh, um, and here's another cool story. We, um, um, I think, uh, who's before we left? Who's before we left? Uh, my wife said we should fast and pray five days. Two weeks before. Week before. And yeah. so, um, so we fasted and prayed for, for five days. Um, I guess my wife and I, the kids didn't get involved. My wife and I did just water only for five days. And, uh, in that process, um, we prayed for divine appointments and, um, we got down there to, uh, Atlanta and to we drop our kids off, drop our kids off with parents, with grandparents. Right. Yeah. And we walk into the service. There happened to be a Bible service at our friend church down there, Pastor Mary Tufton Church there in Atlanta. We walk in there, and this guy comes sits in front of us. And we both stop and look at this guy. He lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's been a friend of Rebecca's for 25 years. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here, Cameron? I mean, it was the funniest thing. And so yeah. 
And then, then we met his friend, which is another friend of ours in Atlanta, uh, who had a big home in Atlanta. And it's kind of cool where we were going to Costa Rica for a week, check it out. Our kids are staying in a hotel with my grandma, with my mother. And yeah. it wasn't going to be any fun there in Atlanta. But God opened the right door up. They spent a week with this guy in a mansion there in Atlanta. Because he hosts missionaries, and that's what he does. He blessed my kids. That's uh, awesome. He fed my kids. had blast my took them out, went bowling with them, just had fun with, with them. Grandma. With grandma. grandma. <laughs> and so it's cool how when God plans it, he takes care of everything. Yeah. You don't miss a beat. And yeah. so it's kind of fun. So, so that's kind of neat. So then we've had other stuff happen, dreams and visions, different things. And God keeps telling me stuff. He keeps showing me stuff. And the more I seek him, the more I see from him. And so that's my encouragement to everybody. So if we're listening to this, God is not a respective person. No matter what age, no matter what sex, no matter what color, no matter how big, how fat, how tall, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter anything. Yeah. If you will seek after God, God will talk to you. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so ultimately what we want to have that God showed us in Costa Rica is to have a place where people can come get immersed in God's presence. Um, that if you, that maybe they don't know how to hear the voice of God. Maybe they don't know how to, uh, unplug from the busyness of life. Yeah. Um, whereas where it's going to be is there is nothing to unplug from. Um, <laughs> there's yeah. nothing, there is, you know, they, they will come there and it will, <laughs> We will do that for them because there's not, um, there's solar for electricity, um, solar power. power. And so, um, but, you know, facilitate them to uh, have worship going constantly, have be in the word. There's, there's going to be prayer going constantly. We want to make that happen um, for, put them in that, in the presence of God so they can hear his voice. Yeah. Teach them how to do that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah other, other than that, um, where are you guys going next? Because you're in Virginia. Or what is the next plan for you guys? I guess if you call it a tour. We're in West Virginia. Yeah, we're West, West Virginia, Virginia right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going back to um, Pennsylvania for a couple of days, and then I believe we're going to Florida, and then back over to drop Kaylee off. At um, Go Ministries. at Go Ministries there in Shreveport, Louisiana. She's doing an internship there this year. Our oldest, our eight, our eighteen year old, is still in the house. Right. Awesome. And then we're coming. Then we're coming back to uh, I think Pennsylvania, and then we're going back to Texas for three or four weeks, and then I think we're going to Arkansas, Arkansas for that convention you guys are doing a TikTok convention uh, in October. Um, yeah. We're gonna lead worship there at that one. That's awesome. Um, and at this point, we don't know what's after that. And so God keeps opening doors for us, and we just keep following and saying, God, we're going to follow you. That's so. awesome. And then um, one last thing that I thought of, and maybe two more questions. <laughs> if that uh, One thing is I, I guarantee that people who are listening are like, hey, when you say worship, do I need to learn how to play guitar and pick up some drums and all that? Or do you do worship sometimes where it's just like, you choose a few songs and do worship like in your own private times, like when you guys pray alone, uh, because I've gotten that question before and I'm like, I just kind of do it on my own. And <laughs> I have like a little set list. I like to listen to and really embrace God. But like, what do you guys do? We, we all play instruments. Yeah. And so the, except me. Like, well, yeah. I don't. If I'm doing it on my own, I'll play worship songs that that really minister to me. And sometimes they're, I mean, I have a couple different playlists. Um, yeah. Because I can sing, but I don't play anything like my children and my husband do. Right. And so. Um, but I, I would I would encourage people. What what I do is I I just sing a song, and yeah. what I get lost in is make up a new song to God. Yeah, and so it's hard to get lost in worship when you're just singing a song that's pre-programmed. Yeah, you can do it, but I would encourage people put on the radio or put on the iTunes or put on the playlist or whatever you want to do, and then once that gets over, once you sing a couple songs or one song, it doesn't matter how many songs; it can be half a song. But once once you get into God's presence and you're focused on Him. Just start telling him how much you love him. Yeah. Focus on him. Just 
God, you're awesome. God, I love you. You're singing whatever song. I can't think of a song right now, but singing whatever song. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> Waymaker, what is that song? Yeah. Miracle, Miracle Worker, Promise Keepers, whatever. I can't think of right now. But anyway, yeah. we get lost in it and just start to say, God, you're awesome. God, I love you. God, you're amazing. God, thank you for everything you've done in my life. God, thank you for what you've given me. And then we go back into it again and maybe put a song on repeat. And so sing the song, then get lost in worship, come back to the song again, because you want to make it personal. Yeah. And sure. that's the biggest thing. And then I would say this as well. The biggest thing that we've learned over the last two or three years is about listening to the voice of God as well. Yeah. And so when you get done with worship, you know, I know people out there might not speak in tongues. They maybe <laughs> can't read. Hold me up a list of things. Yeah. But every, well, almost everybody can at least say something. Even, even a mute person or dumb person can make some kind of noise with their throat or their mouth. Yeah. And so I would encourage them, even if they can't say Jesus, if they if they think it in their head and they whatever they say in their mouth and their heart, they say their heart, yeah. say Jesus, I love you, Jesus, you're awesome, Jesus, I thank you, make it personal. That's what He wants to hear from you. Yeah. And I've even I've I'm, I've 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 I haven't met anybody, but I've I've heard of mute people that could talk that could say Jesus, which is funny. I don't yeah. know how they could do that, but that's awesome. So <laughs> I would yeah. make it personal. Make it real to God. Put a song on repeat if you need to. So sing the song, then make it personal, get lost, go back to the song. It, it really doesn't matter as long as it comes from your heart. Yeah, for sure. So. And then for, I, I guess, for our non-believers in uh, uh, speaking in other tongues and all that stuff, because um, we get pushed on that, <laughs> that sometimes on TikTok. I haven't really gotten pushed on that in any sort of way, but... Uh, if they're listening, what Bible verses would you lead them to in that? That would oh, kind of coincide I, with that because they was speaking tongues. Yeah, yeah. Acts two was a great one, of course. Yeah. Acts two, when Paul was pre- when Peter was preaching to them, Peter said that in the end days, Joel prophesied of it. In the end times, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and so God wants to pour His spirit upon everybody. Yeah. In the end, of, and in that sermon. Paul said, if you repent, everybody will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you go reading through the book of Acts, Acts 1, uh, Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19, every time, oh, the only time the Holy Spirit, and Acts 8 is the only time it doesn't say what they did, but every other time it talks about how when they got the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues. Yeah. But I would say this. We get so sidetracked in the Christian faith yep. because did Jesus tell anyone they're going to speak in tongues? No, yep. correct? Yeah. Oh, it froze again. Oh, no, I can still hear you, though. Okay, all right. Um, so anyway, so people, people get so, we get so sidetracked in the Christian faith because we say, hey, but we, so the focus needs to be on you need to get everything God wants to give you, and that includes the Holy Spirit. What Acts 16 talks about, Acts 14, Acts 16, God, Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Everybody needs Holy Spirit. So go after God, get the Holy Spirit, and don't worry about it. We still yeah. stress about it. We need to let it go. <laughs> yeah. and don't tell people, you're speaking tongues. No, you feel the Holy Spirit, and God will come out of you. Well, yeah. and, and just say, God, you know what? what? Whatever you have for me, I want that. And right. your word says this. Right. Fill me up. Amen. Fill me up to overflowing. and. To me, if you're overflowing, then it's something you can't contain. Yeah. And so, a great example is Jessie. Uh, she's my brilliant blonde. 16. Uh, she's 16 year old. She's, <laughs> she's extremely smart. She could be a NASA scientist if she wanted to be. And uh, and she's heard about the Holy Spirit her whole life. Yeah. Well, we have prayed with her a thousand times get the Holy Spirit, and since she was a kid. Well, she just got filled just three or four months ago at 16 years old. And she's been asking God for it for years, but she's waited on God. And I told, I finally told her, quit worrying about it. Yeah. Just worship God. Don't worry about it. Just have, just worship God. Have fun with the Holy Spirit and let it go. And she was in, the, she was in the Costa Rica and she said one day she was worshiping God and all of a sudden started speaking something weird. What was she stopped? What was that? And so she didn't know what it was. <laughs> and so the issue is, is that we would just relax a whole lot more. And what my wife just said is so vital. Worship God and tell God, God, I want everything you have for me and quit worrying about it. Yeah. Don't don't try and make it tongues. Don't try and make anything. 
Just worship God and he will fill you because he, Jesus even said that. How much, how much do we want to give our kids something great? If your kid asks for a fish, you're not giving him a snake. And that's what, and that's what he, Jesus said. If you ask the Holy Spirit, you will get him. And that's, that's the confusion that we are so messed up in the Christian faith. We just yeah. have to tell people, get the Holy Spirit, get all of God, and don't worry about anything else. And whatever happens is going to happen. For sure. And I think that's probably a great spot for us to stop the podcast. But what I didn't tell you, and hopefully Caleb didn't ruin it, or I'll have to go kick him, like I said, is that I we always ask our guests to pray us out of the podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So if you, one of you or okay. both of you, you both okay. do it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll All start. Right. You'll start off then. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you for this time that we've gotten to spend. I'm um, just talking about how good you are, God. I, we worship you and we love you and adore you, Father God. You are so good. And I just thank you for what you've done for us. I thank you for your word that's gone forth and the, the stories of your greatness and testimonies, Father God. And I just pray that, that you will minister to the people that are listening and, um, and touch their hearts. And, um, I just thank you for, um, healings and, and wholeness and, and that faith coming forth from those who are listening, Lord, I thank you for it. We love and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you that uh, everyone listening to this will not get sidetracked by anything we said, but just learn to seek your word and seek for the truth. There might have been things we could be wrong in, Father, who knows? But Father, we are all trying to follow you to the best of our ability. And I pray right now that nobody get offended in Jesus' name. Nobody get their feelings hurt. Nobody get mad. But they'll learn just to relax and trust in your word, Father, what you said, Jesus, in your word. And they'll learn to seek after you and find the fullness that you would give them, Father. Bless everybody more and more. Let them get full of your presence, full of your glory, full of who you are, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill everyone up more and more. Thank you for blessing all these people listening to us today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm.